Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, depending on where you are in the world. We are back for our fourth episode. Can you believe it? They said it wouldn't happen. They said we couldn't do four. (laughs) And here we are on our way to doing even more. Welcome everyone to TV Channeling. This is the podcast where we talk all about TV and entertainment and we basically channel TV through our bodies, okay? That's why we call it TV Channeling. My name is Tachi. I am a media professor. I love TV and so does my co-host and he's going to introduce himself. I'm Kevin and um, basically I was raised by a television. (laughs) me too but i hope my mother doesn't hear this (laughs) (laughs) so we love tv and we've got a fantastic show for you today don't we oh it's gonna be great absolutely well first of all before we get into it how are you i'm doing great how are you doing this week tachi i'm good i'm good i'm you know feeling the aftermath of everything but i i'm good Okay, <laughs> let's just move on. Let's not even on. discuss yeah, no. it. I don't want to discuss it. I, did, I just am like feeling good. However, so let's get to the news, shall we? We're going to start yes. off with a little uh, TV and entertainment news. So I do have to start off with a piece of sad news. Journalist Gwen Eiffel passed away on Monday at the age of 61 from cancer. Now, I I don't know, for those of you who don't, are not familiar with Gwen Eiffel, she was the co-host of PBS NewsHour for years and years and years. She's also moderated presidential debates. She did 2004 and 2008, and she was just all around wonderful. I'm, I'm also, you know, particularly hurt because she was a member of my sorority. So I was, you know, we were really, really proud of everything that she was able to do. So she will be missed. Journalist Gwen Eiffel passed away at the age of 61. Sister Gwen, thank you for all of your service and media. You will surely be missed. Yeah, it's such sad news. Um, I can't believe it. I didn't even know she was sick. I don't think it was reported. No, no. This is the funny thing, too. She was really starting to explore the new media space. And so she had done a couple of Facebook lives. And this was not too long ago. So I was like, she was sick, but I just saw her on Facebook Live, it seemed. and Yeah, and I had saw her. I had seen her over the summer. She had a show that she was um, uh, hosting that was similar to the McLaughlin Group, something like that. And um, I saw it on PBS. I can't remember what month, but it was um, over the past summer. And I saw her and didn't think anything of it. And I was completely uh, blindsided by the news yesterday. Yeah, really, really sad. So she will be missed and she but she's really left a legacy for journalists and, you know, especially women and journalists of color, because it shows that it's possible to do those things. So we are so indebted to you, Sister Gwen. Thank you. Thank you. So that's sad news. In other news, I have some renewals. And those of you that are fans of Westworld, Insecure, or Divorce, you're going to be happy to know. These are all HBO shows announced on Monday, just yesterday, that all three shows have been renewed. And Casey Bloys, who is the programming president, said that all three shows are coming back with 10 episodes each Wow, that's great news for fans of all those shows. Absolutely. Now, I'm a huge fan of Insecure. (laughs) I'm a fan, but I've been been squirreling Insecure away on my DVR, and I have yet to check it out. So I saw some of the uh, episodes, because initially she had a show, a version of her show on YouTube. Um, Right. Can you tell me, is it like a a completely different version of the show, or is it a continuation (laughs) of the YouTube show? No, 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 no. So the show that, uh, that Kevin's talking about on youtube is the misadventures of an awkward black girl which is which was hilarious great title the title alone is what attracted me to it exactly and i used to watch it religiously so it this show is inspired by awkward black girl it's still she's still that same awkward black girl but of course the storylines are a little bit different but it still is very heavily inspired by the youtube show i think they didn't want to lose the spirit of Issa rae as awkward black girl so you could kind of still feel that 
in in the in the show. So I've and mind you, I love the show and I've only seen one episode because remember, I don't have HBO. So I was able to see it. When Which they is a that. crime for a TV lover, Tanchi. I'm surprised you have not been arrested. Okay, well, uh, the people who are going to arrest me, are they also going to pay for HBO? That's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll gladly take it if somebody wants to pay for it. Not a problem. But I did have some free sneak peek preview or whatever, which is how I was able to catch both Insecure and Westworld. So I caught one episode of each and love both of them. And Divorce. This is the funny thing. That same time when I had that free preview, I was able to catch Westworld, Insecure, and Divorce. So, uh, Westworld, of course, is is this fantastic sci-fi-ish type show. Have you caught Westworld? Okay, Tachi, it's funny that you say that. Um, okay. And just to let everybody know who's listening to the show, we actually are talking about most things we discuss on the show for the first time. And um, Tachi doesn't know, but uh, later in the show, I'm going to be uh, talking about a show that I'm currently watching, mm-hmm. and that show is going to be Westworld. So, <laughs> well, I feel good and stupid. Thank you, Kevin. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for that. You're Those welcome. Talking about Westworld, and see, he's he's saying you're welcome uh, with sincerity. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> He's going to be talking about Westworld, so we won't go into it. But I absolutely thought if I, I we won't go into it right now. So yeah, we'll talk about it later we'll in the talk show. About it later in the show. So uh, divorce is Sarah Jessica Parker and it re- have you seen any episodes of Divorce? I actually watched the pilot for Divorced. Okay. I was actually surprised by cuz I thought that I had read um in some of the uh you know press releases before the show was going to air that it was going to be a period show, but it's I think it's taking place today. Uh, yeah, it's it's clearly 2016. Which doesn't explain her husband's mustache. I thought that when I saw his mustache, I'm like, okay, yeah, clearly this is like, he has like a, a 70s porn stash. So I was sure that it, okay, period, it makes sense. But now that it's today, it's like, why does he have that crazy mustache? That's why she's getting divorced. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she, she can either get divorced or she can get some scissors, one of the two. I don't know. Those types of heavy porn mustaches just kind of creep me out. God knows what's in there. Exactly. You know, it's it's super creepy. That's why I was so surprised to find out that the show was taking place today. Well, it is. And I actually enjoyed I think I saw the pilot episode, too. And I actually enjoyed it because it's nice to see Sarah Jessica in a departure from Carrie Bradshaw. You know, the two have really become synonymous. So whenever you say fused, they've been fused. You and. I I mean, I love Carrie Bradshaw. I really, really do. I was a fan of Sex in the City. And so it, it takes a minute to get out of wanting to see Sarah Jessica as Carrie. But once you do, she actually actually has some good range. Oh yeah, no, she can do she can do drama. She can, and this is a this is a dramedy, um, a, a very dark dramedy, if you ask me. So, um, definitely more drama than comedy, and um, I think she's pulling it off. She is pulling it off. So, okay, all three shows are coming back, but let's talk about Westworld. It's not clear whether or not. Westworld will be ready to come back by next fall. So they all, all three of them have 10 episodes. They've ordered 10 episodes for each, but it's such a, you've seen Westworld. It's such a big show and there's so much to it. And it's really an ambitious show that they're predicting that if it's not fall of uh, 17, it will, it could go into 2018 when it's ready Yikes. to come back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think people understand how much goes into producing a show. Yeah, a There's show a of that caliber. A it, show it of this literally caliber looks like a, it's a film. It's a film every week. Well, is that well, you know what? Never mind even a show of that caliber. To produce a show in general is tough. So then you add a show of that caliber and it's like, yeah, you won't be back in fall. <laughs> so so they're trying they uh they said that they're just gonna see, you know, what's what. But let's talk about the uh the reason why they're coming back. First of all, it's they're all wildly popular, okay? They all are really creatively done okay and then the in terms of westworld westworld is also really a solid ratings performer so let me just get a little technical for a minute uh the most recent episode of westworld attracted 2.7 million viewers in the live plus three so when i talk about that that's the rating system so when they talk about plus three that's three days so that includes three days of dvr and video on demand usage so it's not just live it's also including 
DVR and v- VOD. So 2.7 million is nothing to sneeze at. Oh, definitely not. And I'm one of them. So yeah, I'm, I am so excited to hear that it's coming back. You're one of the sneezers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everybody has been wondering what John Stewart is up to, what he's doing after The Daily Show. Did I used to watch The Daily Show. Did you ever? I was all about The Daily Show. And um, John Stewart, I went through a state of mourning. And the truth is, the truth be told, and I'm preparing for like the hate tweets, I have not been able to cross over uh, to Trevor Noah. I haven't. I just, I try, I try, because I miss The Daily Show so much. That was um, part of my nightly rituals to watch The Daily Show and to get Jon Stewart's take on the day. And um, I, I'm still missing him. And um, Trevor Noah just is not uh, fitting the bill. I guess I was kind of bitter because I really wanted John Oliver to be the successor to Jon Stewart, and it just did not work out timing-wise with him getting his own show on HBO. I'm going to be the first one to send you a hate tweet, (laughs) Kevin. (laughs) So I'm sending you one. You don't have to worry. I'll send you a hate tweet. I, I think it's just realizing that, yeah, Trevor Noah is not... John Stewart. They're completely different. But I love Trevor Noah. I think that he settled into his role at The Daily Show really well. It, it's just that here's the thing. You always are at a disadvantage when you come after a beloved host. How many years was John Stewart on The Daily Show? Oh, God, it's um, at least a decade. Thank you. After that, you think you could just sashay in and be it. You, you, it takes time and it takes more than a year. It takes, even though TV land thinks you could do turnaround things in like two months, it takes a while for people to warm up to somebody new just on a kind of tangent. A related thing. I love a Prairie Home Companion, the show on NPR. I listen to it every Saturday. So Garrison Keeler retired. I was like, oh, hell, it's not going to be the same. How can you have a Prairie Home Companion without Garrison Keeler? But this new host is the business. He's awesome. I just had to open my mind and give him a chance. And the thing is, he's not trying to be Garrison Keeler. He's being himself, and they're doing some awesome things. They had, um, oh, who, who was it? Uh, I can't remember, but one of a really, really good musician. They, I mean, it was awesome so it's just opening your i just think you need to open your mind kevin well i think that one of the mistakes that uh the comedy central or the powers that be behind the daily show made was um they had this incredible stable of uh comedian slash reporters and to choose someone that wasn't one of the regular contributors to the show somebody that we already had a relationship with as viewers i think was a huge mistake and um to bring in somebody completely different or if nothing else what they should have done was introduce trevor noah as one of the correspondents initially have him be on for a while and then uh, when John Stewart retired, we already had a relationship and already knew him. Um, I think that would have been a smarter play, but um, I don't think it's just about having somebody different. Cause again, like I said before, if it had been John Oliver, I would have been over the moon. In fact, when a John, uh, John Stewart went, uh, had a leave of absence to go make a documentary, John, John Oliver uh, took over in the, in that interim, the show I thought was shockingly even better. It was even more pointed. And um, I love uh, John Oliver. Uh, my only issue with his show on HBO is that it's once a week. That's the only flaw in that show. You I need at least somebody. three more a week. You selfish somebody <laughs> making him work harder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to ever see his family again. See, we're so selfish as as viewers, aren't we? <laughs> but uh, I, I, you know what? I I can agree with you on that point that they probably should have done the correspondent thing with Trevor Noah. You know, and I remember at one point there was even you know some little buzz about well, why not make Jessica Williams? And I I clearly she knew this too. That was not her forte. She wasn't. Yeah, I remember reading yeah. something about how they had offered her. They were trying to groom her for it, and she basically said um, no thanks. And a lot of another issue with 
with Trevor Noah was a lot of people wanted to be a woman. A lot of people were, remember there was a buzz that people wanted someone like Amy Poehler or Tina Fey to take over the Daily Show. And yeah. um, the idea that it was another man, but at least a man of color. And I think a lot of people have an issue. Let's just, we're going to be real here. Um, again, wow, there's going to be a lot of hate tweets coming at me. <laughs> <laughs> after this show is, is uh, up and running. I think the fact that he is not an American is an issue for a lot of people. Ugh. It's kind of like that thing. It's kind of like the thing, like, you know what? You can say that your mother is uh, ugly, but when someone else says it, it's them's fighting words, that kind of thing. It's like when he's basically making pointed commentary about our country, I think it just it has a different ring to it. Now, someone's going to say, I can hear you. I'm, I'm, I'm already I'm anticipating your hate tweets. But Kevin, John Oliver too. is an American, but there's something about it being a Brit versus someone from another country i don't know what it is they're both from different countries (laughs) i i again i anticipated this i pointed it out myself so okay save the hate tweets on that but um or at least be less hateful you're gonna get two from me now could you please be less hateful in the second tweet anyway (laughs) it's it's the uh there's there's a, a pass that brits get because basically we kind of came from them in a way so i think that it's different hearing a british person uh make comments about um our uh political system i think in some way than uh someone from a, another country altogether i don't know how it's, it's it's an odd rule but i think that that's part of the issue that some people have even if they can't articulate it i think that's part of what's behind it Hold on, I just have to finish up this tweet to you. I disagree. <laughs> you suck. And the and sad part is, she is not know. even kidding. She's not even kidding. I'm gonna have to block her. I'm gonna have to block her on Twitter. That's okay. I'll just come up with another uh, account, just like the trolls do. Not a problem, Kevin. Not a problem. You can't. I'm like baby, baby's kids. For those people who remember, uh, Robin Harris. We don't die. We multiply. <laughs> so, so that's what's going on. So let's talk ab- about John Stewart. So there's a new animated project that he has that could finally premiere in the first quarter of 2017. This is according to again Casey Bloys from HBO and Stewart has this series of animated shows set inside the world of cable news. I have got to see this. And they're saying it may be by February or March, but it's a little bit up in the air. Apparently there's a couple of things up in the air at HBO, huh? What's going on? <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, apparently he's building an entire animation studio for this, and it's a really big undertaking. So these uh, Casey Bloys is saying that once it's up and running, it's going to be a really great platform for him. So building an entire studio, I can see. It's probably not finished yet, and so we don't know what the uh, DOA is. Not DOA. You know what? I have to do a side rant, Tachi. T- Please rant. Uh, I am getting so tired of HBO with this. Okay, f- first of all, I'm really excited about this John Stewart project. Okay. No doubt it's going to be really exciting. But they are always – no other network is more slow and has more issues with getting their shows up on a, in a timely manner. I mean, remember even back in the days of The Sopranos where it's just like, oh, we're going to have like a two-year break in between uh, seasons of a show. I mean, it's crazy. First of all, they do so much – so many fewer shows than network shows are typically like 22 episodes. Correct. And again, I love Game of Thrones and I understand how ambitious it, ambitious it is as of a show to uh, produce. But they've already told us the next season of of uh of uh, game of thrones whenever it eventually will air is going to have even less episodes it's going to be like seven episodes this next season which is ridiculous absolutely ridiculous that they can't ma- muster up 10 hours of television a year when network tv is churning out at least 22 episodes um for most uh television shows a year so uh, they really have to get their act together the westworld thing is really annoying the fact that you know what that just means start shooting earlier don't start shooting the show that's scheduled to air in september don't start shooting it in june start shooting it in may start shooting it in april and and um editing and have that show ready to air in September. The idea that they're going to like slide it into 2018 is absolutely ridiculous. 
Yes, sir, says HBO. Do you think they care? <laughs> well, unlike you, Tachi, they actually get my money on a monthly basis. And so, <laughs> HBO, I have been loyal to you. Not like those other uh, pay cable channels where, you know what? With channels like The, the Truth Be Told, with channels like um, Showtime, I watched a couple of shows on Showtime. I used to watch um, Nurse Jackie, and I watched okay. Penny Dreadful religiously. So conveniently, they both came on at the same time of year. They would premiere in, I think, around uh, 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 beginning of summer. Uh, I would um, actually uh, sign up for Showtime, have Showtime from the premiere day. Literally, I would sign up for it on that Sunday that it would premiere. The shows would premiere for the season. Watch it all the way through to the finale. Once I watched the finale of Penny Dreadful and Nurse Jackie, I was immediately on the phone to, um, uh, to Dish Network going, thank you and goodbye to Showtime. But I keep HBO all the time. I never don't have HBO on my television. So if if they're getting they're ticking me off. One other rant. The uh, I love uh Real Time with Bill Maher and John Oliver's show. They both just announced this past week that they won't be back until next year. It's like, wait a minute. You're an hourly uh, a weekly hour uh, long um topical show about events in the news. That they can each have these gaps where they're gone for like a, a month or two months at a time and then they're back they generously give us like four to five shows in a row and then they're on break again is absolutely ridiculous hbo ridiculous you keep expecting to get paid by me and other people because you know i'm part of what's keeping the lights on you need to have a show that's more consistent and if, if it's the talent thing to have something that's like a weekly fresh show you need to at least get a show where you have a stable like let's say four different comedians slash commentators have each one hosts a show, the same exact show, the exact same set, where they talk about topics and have like a panel of newsmakers every uh, every week and have them switch out the host and have it air every week except for like Christmas. And I'll give you two weeks or two, two or three weeks off a year. But other than that, the show should be consistent. All right. Rant done. <laughs> and that was quite a rant, ladies and gentlemen. Now you know what Kevin thinks. <laughs> about all of this um i i think again not to not that i know necessarily but there's so many pieces to the puzzle because when we think about these television programs we think about just the talent end of it and there's so much more so who knows if there was anything going on uh talent wise with crew with any something that wasn't done right which holds up the production and then slows everything down so in, there are so many eventualities in in television and film that you you never know i get it you're paying so yeah, you know, no, so I, I agree, Tachi, that there is some leeway because of the ambition of the productions of things like Game of Thrones and shooting all shooting it all over the world. And with Westworld, you know, shooting it out in the elements, they're not shooting a procedural. It, this isn't um, something they can shoot in a studio like uh, Law and Order SVU. I understand that. And mm -hmm. so there's a generosity there. But the generosity comes in the fact that, you know, A, we're paying for it. And B, it's only 10 episodes a year. It would be a complete completely different story if they were giving us 22 episodes a year uh they're giving us 10 so i feel like you get there's 52 weeks in a year you should be able to come up with 10 episodes 10 hours of tv um uh and have it air in this at the same time have it have it premiere in september every single year it shouldn't be like oh it may be a year and a half before the show's back no no dice because I will drop it. I haven't dropped you yet, but I will let you go for a time. And you're about to lose girls, too. So there's going to be even less reason to keep you around. So you better keep me happy. Kevin, they're saying to you right now, thank you for your service. We'll take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give two damns, Kevin. <laughs> I am not alone. I am the only one standing so in front of, I'm the only of one in front of a microphone right now, but I, no, I don't think I'm the only one feeling you, this way. Well, go ahead and make a sign and protest outside HBO's headquarters. All <laughs> I'll three be of outside you HBO's corporate heard. office tomorrow. You and your other two cronies. <laughs> Both of us, this. me and my other and a friend of mine will be out there tomorrow with picket signs. They exactly. will feel the wrath. They will feel the wrath of Kevin. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. I'm going to let you have that. You could live in your alternate universe. I'm going to go on to the next <laughs> to the next uh, thing. So really happy about this. Queen Sugar, which is one of my favorite programs that I'm watching right now. Really, really great. Ava DuVernay uh, is directing it has is producing it i believe it's executive produced by oprah winfrey they've been nominated as for best cable drama by the people's choice awards so wow. that's really exciting yes and i mean it just debuted with they it's on again tomorrow night so it really just debuted what what episode are they on now they're pretty far into it but this is only the first season and to really get that kind of recognition right away and of course, you've got a name like Ava DuVernay and some other fantastic women directors that are attached to it. And the show is just damn good. People try to call me at night when Queen Sugar is, I'm like, you people, <laughs> I have told you at 10 o'clock on Wednesday night. First of all, I've just gotten finished doing some broadcasting of my other show. Second of all, I need to drink some water. Third of all, I'm watching Queen Sugar. So you might not, unless you want to be, you know, reprimanded, you might not want to call me at that time. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to so, call you at that time. Good. I'm glad you know. <laughs> you, you, have, you have the good sense that you were given. So that's good. But I absolutely am in love with that show. It's so well written. So congratulations to Ava DuVernay and Oprah Winfrey and all the oh and that wonderful, wonderful actor who plays um, Ralph. All of the actors are all fantastic, but that sexy Ralph Angel. Oh my gosh! Wait, is he another one of your imaginary husbands? You know what? He's a little young, so he can be a boyfriend. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. But he's beautiful, and he's African. So African love, there we go. So fantastic. So um, that's what's going on with Queen Sugar. So congrats to them. And I have more news. Uh, we have we have just a little bit more time for news. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have more news. Not surprising. Okay. So I saw this and I was like, well, damn. Okay. So. The Cosby Show has been pulled off of a bunch of networks, of course, and a bunch of, of stations because of what's going on with Bill Cosby being accused of um, of rape. And, and all these women have come forward. And this is not necessarily recent, but this is like throughout, you know, the 50s, 60s and 70s and maybe even the 80s. So Bounce TV, if you know Bounce TV is an over the air channel, I think uh, Martin Luther King Jr. is one person that's involved and in, was involved in putting the network together. So Bounce TV uh, really has a lot of black programming. They have been off of Bounce TV, Cosby Show that is, since last year. But now Bounce has announced that they're ending its ban on the reruns of the Cosby show starting next month. So they announced this on Twitter today. And so, yeah, it's coming back next month to start and they're going to start airing on bounce TV again on December 19th. So it was also banned by BET centric and TV land. If you remember you, there was, if you were want for want to watch the Cosby show, it was on somebody's cable network and you never had a problem. And so all of a sudden after this happened, you know, it, they just all dropped it. But there's no word on whether or not those networks are going to follow Bounce's lead. I can't uh, be honest with you, Tanchi. I can't believe that Bounce is doing this when it's still this isn't a done deal as far as court goes. I think it's the case is still continuing. I could see if they wanted to bring the show back after the case was completed. But while um, as far as I know, unless you have more news on that, I thought that there's this was an ongoing case. Yeah, this is no th there's nothing by any means has been solved. There's been no conviction yet. There's been no nothing has been solved yet. So yeah, it's an ongoing thing. Uh, but I guess they figured well, if this person can be in the White House doing what he does, we surely can bring back run reruns of the Cosby show. So just saying. Oh, wow. OK, I'm just going to let I'm, we're going to move to the next story because I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm about to go on another rant. Another can't have multiple no, 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 rants no, in go, one show. No, Don't go on a rant. Don't go on a rant. But I'm just saying that could be the thought process. Not saying it is, but <laughs> hey, put two and two together. So are you a fan of Grimm 
Uh, Grimm, I have, you know, I know about Grimm, and it's a, it, an intriguing premise for a TV show, but I have not watched one episode of Grimm. Yeah, me either. So, but that's okay. This is it. If, if you want to watch it while it's still on, you might need to, because this is the sixth and final season. Uh, but the Shiri, the series, the series co-creators, the executive producer and the showrunners, uh, Jim Koof and David Greenwald have teamed up with Grimm executive producers Sean Hayes and Todd Milliner for another drama project at NBC and Universal TV. So that Grimm is going away, but they're getting something else. This is going to be called Treasure, and it was written by Koof and Greenwald. And it's an action-adventure mystery that involves a group of grad students in Washington, D.C., who accidentally uncover a 40-year-old secret, which leads them on a wild ride through real history as they un- t- attempt to unravel an all unsolved murder. And there's hidden blood money involved, and they're trying to avoid being killed by an assassin from the past. I think this sounds really cool, to be honest. Wow. Well, it, first of all, how young was that assassin 40 years ago? They're still up and ready to kill. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a teen assassin, clearly, or something. <laughs> a, an assassin prodigy. There's got to be some sort of juju involved. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I'm eating really, right, exercising. Exactly. You know, just, you know, I'm just um, drinking juices and berries. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because being an assassin is a young man's game. Let's be yes, honest. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Not a day over 60. So in any case... Uh, Treasure sounds really interesting, and I'm really interested in this because I was a grad student in Washington, D.C., so I really want to see where they go, what they do, and I'm like, oh, I know that. I, that and that's a lot of, uh, of what draws people to programs as well. Besides the interesting storylines or who created it or directed it, I think it's also the fact that there's some sort of nostalgia there. So think about all the people who watched that 70s show because they lived in Wisconsin and they could, you know, even though it wasn't, it's filmed in a studio, but you know, they often talked about some things. Think about all the, that's one reason why, you know, I like Scandal because again, DC and I lived there for so long. So I can't wait to see this. Wow, it does sound like it's going to be interesting. I'll definitely be checking out the uh, the um, pilot. In fact, maybe we'll end up reviewing it. We, uh, I'm telling you now, we will. So- <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Note to self. Yeah, go to self. We will. So just a couple of uh, other little things about TV. I am in love with British TV. You know this. You know I love British television. I was raised on British television. And one of my favorite shows is Top Gear. Well, was Top Gear because I'm not so fond of the new hosts that they have. And at one point, Matt LeBlanc was uh, on Top Gear as well. I don't understand where that came out of, but I digress. I, I'm, but, I'm actually stunned. I, I, did, I didn't know Matt LeBlanc was on Top Gear. Yeah, yeah, they brought him over there. I don't know if it was for a few episodes or whatever, but yeah, Matt LeBlanc was uh, doing some top. I was like, in what universe does that make any type of sense? What type of sorcery is this? Not, nothing against Matt LeBlanc. I love Matt LeBlanc, but on Top Gear, I don't know. So... In any case, wasn't so fond of of the new host, but I absolutely adore Jeremy Clarkson, James May, and Richard Hammond. Love them. They're just hilarious. They play well off of each other. They belong together like peanut butter and jelly on some terrible wonder bread okay <laughs> <laughs> that's what they that's that's how good the show is so it's they are back together. I, not that they ever... So, well, let me tell you what happened. So, apparently, uh, Jeremy Clarkson got into a little scuffle with one of the producers and ended up punching him. They sacked him, and the other two walked as well. That's why they had all new hosts for Top Gear. So, now, they have another show coming called The Grand... They're back with The Grand Tour. And this is on Amazon. So, everybody is doing this over-the-top thing. Netflix, Amazon, you know, YouTube, everybody's doing that. So, it's on Amazon, and apparently, it's basically the same format as top gear supercars on the track doom buggies in the desert and a lot of banter that seems like they're arguing with each other and we'll see because friday is when the series premieres on amazon and you have amazon prime right yes i do you better be glad i don't live around the corner from you kevin 
he would be like, damn, can she go home? <laughs> I I can't believe that you do not have Amazon Prime. Yeah, it, it, it's stupidity on my part, I will fully admit, because I've paid all of my film equipment, basically, that I use for production comes from Amazon. I would have saved hundreds on shipping had I had Amazon Prime. Yeah, and now, um, for those of you that don't know, Amazon Prime Video can now is a standalone purchase. You don't even have to be a total Amazon Prime member to watch Amazon Prime Video. So that's another option for people that don't want to, uh, uh, that aren't doing a lot of shopping, that just want access to the video and the different shows. Absolutely. And another thing, I don't know if you knew this, but you know, the Amazon owns Twitch, which is like the video gaming app and you know platform twitch now also streams regular programming but they also now have like a twitch prime so if you sign up for twitch prime you also get access to amazon prime so that's like you know depending on what package you get so i'm like wow so you not only do you get twitch but you get amazon prime and you get all the cool shows and the free shipping but oh my god tachi thanks for the you know i'm gonna immediately as soon as we're done recording this show i'm going to see if um how much it would cost for me to to add Twitch to my Amazon Prime account. Yeah, just go ahead and see because I'm like, it makes total sense to do that. So check it out, check it out. So back to the grand tour on Amazon. I am, I'm considering very strongly doing it because I'm so over cable. It's not funny. I'm ready to cut the cord and go with cheaper, better options. And I, I had to call the com- cable company the other day. And of course, you know, I said this to them. I said, you know what? I'm about to 86 you guys because there are cheaper, better options. Well, before you, no, nope, it's too late. You should have tried to appease me before, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they oh try Oh my God, to- you're holding a grudge. I I will hold a grudge. I will hold a grudge. It's like an ex-boyfriend that is like that doesn't realize how good you were while you were together. And then when you say, you know what, I'm I'm kind of over you and done, then they want to pull out all the stops and buy all the flowers and and buy you uh Ferrero Rocher and all of that. I was like, well, you should have thought about that before. I bid you adieu and I exit stage left. And See, that's, that's what I'm saying. To, that's what I'm saying to HBO. The same thing you're saying to your cable company. I'm putting them on notice. Yeah, I know, I know, but <laughs> your reason, <laughs> your reasoning is a little bit interesting oh okay thanks you know what it's time for us to move on i think we're done with the news (laughs) yes we we are we are done with the news let's move on all right so uh, like i said earlier in the show this is the part of the show where where one of us um uh talks about what we're currently watching on television and so the cat's already out of the bag for me what i'm currently watching but can i ask you (laughs) i'm sorry can I ask you what oh. you're watching? I, I want to say it. Okay. So, Kevin, anyway. <laughs> so Kevin, what are you watching? Well, that's an interesting question, Tachi. I wasn't really oh. prepared to discuss that, but I guess I felt off the top of my head, um, <laughs> out of nowhere with absolutely no notice, I guess I'm going to say <laughs> Westworld on HBO. Oh. Oh my God! What a surprise! Well, do tell. <laughs> it's it's do pretty tell. shocking reveal. I know it is. I hope our <laughs> listeners were sitting down. All right, yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 absolutely loving Westworld. So for those of you um, who haven't been watching it. Um, you can still get on, in on this. That's one of the great things about HBO um, that they actually have on demand. So you can start a show anytime. Um, but Westworld is uh, a show. It's set in the not so distant future. And it's an, it's a wilder version of the Wild West past. Uh, the show takes place in Westworld, which is actually a theme park uh, that's set in the Old West um, where visitors pay, they pay like $40,000 dollars a day to live out their wildest dreams and darkest fantasies which is pretty cool and in the pilot 
It focuses on Doris. Um, she's one of the hundred, uh, hundreds of robots that work slash exist in the park. Uh, we see a typical day for Doris where she says good morning to her father, rides her horse into, into the, uh, into the town, uh, to do some shopping. And she runs into her mysterious cowboy love interest, Teddy. Uh, then she goes home to find outlaw an outlaw gang has uh has killed her family and uh that's doris's story um the rope uh the robot creators call it a loop uh her loop can be her loop can be and is sidetracked all the time in many different ways by the human guest in the park or even other uh robots uh when they're constantly changing storylines intersect uh with uh Dolores's. um as we see oh, wait, different wait, ver- I- i'm sorry no, I, wa- I i just need to clarify something so doris her storyline or her fantasy or or whatever is that somebody enters the house and kills her family well it's not what but basically what happens is she's kind of just there sadly to kind of be a victim um she's this sweet beautiful girl and multiple times what happens is people who want to come there the humans that want to experience some people basically want to live out these dark fantasies and so they get to be marauders and so basically she's just kind of there to be beautiful and be a victim so we see many different versions of where with uh, different guests where she comes home from like she goes to town some visitors spot her and they follow her back to her ranch or she comes back to her ranch that her uh that her parents are on there at home at the homestead and they're being uh in the process of being murdered when she gets there and sadly normally she her character is actually um often raped by the visitors so she deals with this trauma on a regular basis but every uh day she wakes up fresh-faced for a new day not having any idea initially that this day is going to probably be very similar to the day before it. This is deeply disturbing. It is deeply disturbing. But and what hap- what starts to happen with Dolores is she starts experiencing deja vu, something robots aren't supposed to experience, where all of a sudden she becomes weary of uh of some people that she's not supposed to be wary of because she starts to sense that like wait a minute this something's gonna about to go south on this some my parents might be in danger she starts to sense this because she's having recall of past experiences and she it's changing some of her behaviors and um no one who actually works at the park understands why this is happening with Dolores as well as another one of the robots and they're actually referred to as host by the creators Tandy Newton plays a uh, um, madam in a brothel and her performance is incredible and she also is starting to uh, ask questions and not understand exactly what her reality is because she starts having memories of a different life that she okay. that, that she didn't know she experienced. Another one of the things with the robots is they don't always have the exact same storyline. They may have it for a few years and then they retire that character and they write new loops and new stories to keep people coming back to the park and then they reprogram you as a robot and give you a new life and a new thing that your new storyline. And so um, what's interesting is Tandy Newton is having flashbacks to a storyline where she had a daughter and um, oh. and she does and she sees them as dreams and she doesn't understand what's happening. And so the sh- what I love about the show is it actually deals with so many levels. It's a show about robots. But it's really about our own humanity. And it's even kind of talking to us as we're watching the show. And we're like kind of judging the people that go to Westworld to commit acts of violence. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. It's just like, just like they go there and they victimize Dolores over and over again. We're sitting here in our living rooms watching Dolores be abused and violated. So it's really saying a lot about humanity and what humanity is actually capable of.
So this is, this almost sounds like an AI or artificial intelligence. Exactly, artificial intelligence is is the main thing. It's like there's they they are they're programmed on in these loops and they can do improvisation, but they basically stay to kind of like um they always are kind of like wandering back to their basic loop. But what ends up happening is uh, a couple of the uh, hosts, as they're called, start going off loop and realizing that they're in a loop and. Um, um, things start to change and the show starts to get you didn't think it could get darker but it starts to get darker and there's an overall mystery involving a mysterious man in black who's actually a human guest who thinks that there's actually something deeper meaning to the park that he's determined to get to and it doesn't matter who he has to kill to get to that deeper meaning so there's a lot of layers Anthony Hopkins plays uh, a professor uh, like uh, Dr. Ford, rather, and he was one of the original. Uh, there were two, him and a partner of his created Westworld and the robot technology that's used there. And he his, has his own secrets. There's what happened to his actual partner is an ongoing mystery. We're not exactly sure uh, how he died. Um, so there's a what I love about the show is each episode has a lot going on, but there is an overarching story and mystery that will be woven that's being woven through through and for those of you that are watching the show if if you watched last sunday's episode a huge uh reveal happens a huge bomb is dropped and it's changed the view of what's happening in the show completely and um, i don't want to give anything away because it was a total shock for me spoilers i don't want to spoil it for anyone because i really want people to watch the show get on board because it is a great show and again if you message uh me on our uh, twitter page uh TV channeling USA on Twitter. That's our handle. Um, I'll be happy to talk with you guys about it. Oh, one other that. thing I want to say: Evan Rachel, Evan Rachel, uh, Wood, Evan Rachel Wood Wood plays Dolores and Tandy Newton um, as the brothel owner. I'm okay if those two women are not nominated for Emmys uh, this year. I'm personally going to lead the Emmy boycott. These performances are so <laughs> after stellar. After you do the HBO ones. Okay, I'm, ar- gonna- <laughs> I'm already coming after you, HBO, but I will come after the Emmys, too. I will come after the Emmys, too. They better both be nominated. These performances are like nothing you've ever seen. And Tandy Newton has always been an incredible actress, but this woman goes to depth. This woman is she gets to the point where she is so scary. You are shivering, watching her like, like, please don't come through the TV. I can't handle you. I can't deal with this. This woman is giving it to us. So I can't recommend the show highly enough. I just can't. Wow. Wow. So like I said, I only got to see a little bit of that one episode and it, it, feels really well written it feels fresh and i'm noticing this with television overall that there's a freshness uh, that's coming back to it that there are real stories i think people are just tired of reality and we want good stories so this is this is really really good in fact if i'm not mistaken i think westworld is up for for something for the uh, critics choice if i'm not mistaken oh that's great news Yes, yes, yes. So you just said something. So um, Tandy Newton is nominated for (gasps) Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series for Westworld for the Critics' Choice Awards. So you're not far off. Well, that's the beginning. She better win. She better win that. And she better just, in fact, Tandy, you need to be clearing off um, uh, a place on your mantle. You need to bring in some electrician to have a spotlight to shine on the Emmy. In fact, engravers, you need, don't even bother. Just start writing her name on there right now. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So your dreams are coming true, Kevin. She is nominated for, uh, for the Critics' Choice Award. So congrats to her for that. Yeah, and the show also, I love that there's the show, the look of the show is so incredible because it's such a, it's, it's two starkly visually distinct worlds. I love how you have the old West world, uh, and then behind the scenes where all the employees of the park, the actual human employees, um, it is so, 
uh, sleek and um, minimalist and and um, cool, bordering on not even bordering on actually cold, but it's gorgeous. The uh, the the behind the scenes world where they're actually working to keep the park running. It's so beautiful, and the show is very ambitious. Just the scope of it is huge, and you get shots of you know like in a real a real deal western where you get these huge shots of these incredible vistas that go on seemingly forever and. And um, they're really giving it to you. So there is some kind of leeway that I think that viewers and lovers of the show will give because it's such an ambitious show. And it literally looks like a an Oscar caliber motion picture every week. But again, it's only 10 episodes a year. So HBO, you need to be <laughs> filming. Basically, if it takes all year filming to get this to get those 10 episodes ready for us next September, I, I do not want to wait for once we have the finale in a few weeks. I do not not want to be waiting around until uh, 2018 to uh, find out what's going to happen next. Well, my brother, you may not have a choice. I I did also want to say that Tandy Newton uh, for Best Supporting Actress for Critics' Choice, but Westworld is nominated for Best Drama Series. Yes. Good stuff there. Okay. So, So yeah. The uh, the next thing we're going to do is our actual weekly review. Our weekly review is reviewed by both of us. Tachi and I both watch two episodes of a show and then uh, give you guys our take. And so this week we are reviewing The Crown and it's the new HBO show. It's a 10 episode original series for HBO. And I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about the show. Episode one begins. Ends, uh, a few days before Princess Elizabeth, played by Claire Foy uh, from Wolf Hall. Shout out to you, PBS watchers. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It's basically a few days before her wedding to Prince Philip, played by uh, Matt Smith, uh, yes. the former Doctor Who. Doctor I knew Who, someone yes. would be very excited with the casting <laughs> like, of that yes. part. <laughs> I, <laughs> I already knew Tachi was on board as soon as I saw his face. I was like, he was the, I, I believe he was the 10th doctor. Don't get me to lie, but Okay, yeah. well, anyway, um, so anyway, she's about to marry Prince Philip in 1947 at the uh, start of the show. And uh, we aren't told why, but it's clear that her father, King George VI, uh, and other members of the uh, family uh, don't want the marriage to happen. But after Elizabeth's father reluctantly gives her away, she becomes a married woman living a relatively normal life life um outside of the you know the castle that she was uh born and raised in no, normal is relative uh, that's here, why i said relatively for relative relatively normal for a princess i mean she's yes. a wife and she's becoming a young mother when um things start to take a turn when unknown un- unbeknownst to her uh elizabeth and the rest of her royal family king george is dying of lung cancer and um when he does die a few years uh, after Elizabeth's marriage, uh, she goes from uh, being a young wife and mother to leading the world's most famous monarchy at the age of 25. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's pretty much where um, we kind of uh, the, uh, the course of things that happen over the first two episodes, just kind of a light overview. So, Tachi, what did you think of the show? First of all, I didn't know whether I really love all things monarchy when it comes to programming, because obviously I watch a lot of PBS, but I was like, okay, I don't know how this is going to be. Now I've heard reviews from other people in terms of the show being stellar, but I'm the type of person I need to see for myself. You could tell me all day long and I still might not like it. I absolutely love this series. It is so well done. I feel transported back to the time of Winston Churchill, but who, by the way, John Lithgow does an amazing job as Winston Churchill. And that's why he too is nominated. The show is nominated for best drama for Critics' Choice and John Lithgow is nominated as well. Okay. I'm going to make another prediction, not a threat, (laughs) but um, I'm not saying John Lithgow is going to win an Emmy, but he will be nominated. He, there's no way he won't be, unless he basically kidnaps, uh, the Emmy president's, uh, like pet or child. There's no way he's not going to be nominated. 
Absolutely. Because here's the thing I'm watching and my head says that's John Lithgow, but my, you know, my heart is saying, but he sounds so British and he's, he, he embodies Churchill. He does an amazing job as Winston Churchill. Oh, it's a long way from 30 rock from the sun. Uh, 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 yeah, third uh, rock from the sun. No, <laughs> tell me about it. That because when I think of John Lithgow, I think of Third Rock from the Sun. But this is a far cry. He is actually quite an accomplished actor. Fantastic. So I love his performance. I absolutely am in love with the. It's a period piece, and you know you have to be very careful. First of all, period pieces are expensive because there's so much that you have to keep after to make sure everything is as it was in that time. You, I mean, part of the thing you could do is to limit the the amount of of settings that you have. But even with what they did, they did a fantastic job. The second, uh, the second episode. So the first episode is leading up to everything. In the second episode, this is actually when King George dies. Now, and you wonder why they smoked like chimneys back then. And in fact, the movie, um, the King's speech was supposed to be about King George. And I, it took me back to the King's speech of when his speech therapist, uh, the first one, was saying, ah, you should be smoking, breathe, in, inhale deeply. That helps with it. And so I'm like, well, this is why his lung is all dotted up with black marks, you know, because it was encouraged. It was such a smoking was such a big thing back then. Yeah, it's crazy so, to, to think that there was a time when actually doctors, in fact, doctors actually did commercials for different cigarettes um, at the time. How, somebody, Somebody knew something. How, you know, anyway. But I loved this series. So I knew that when they went to Kenya, or as they say, Kenya, <laughs> the British people, everything is a long E. Yeah. They, I knew I was like, oh, damn it. Here comes the colonialism. And I have a particular problem with that. My parents, uh, which makes me also Nigerian, and we were a British colony at one point, And I detest the whole concept of colonialism. How dare you think you can rule someone else? So I know it's the story. I know that's the way it went. But I was, oh, and then part of the speech she made when she, you know, King George sent her, he knew he was dying. Of course, he was keeping this from everybody. And of course, Elizabeth. So Elizabeth or Princess Elizabeth uh, goes on be to these different places. I think Australia and Kenya is one of them on behalf of the king. And she starts in her speech, she's like something to the effect of before Kenya was a savage place only with animals and a few natives. And now look how far we've come. I was like, you want me to shut you off, don't you? Like, <laughs> no, I thought of you when I, because they actually, when she's saying that, they cut to like a a, a bare chested woman who's like, yes. you know, um, in like watching the uh, festivities. I'm like, oh, Chachi's not going to be liking this, but uh, sadly, but but what I like about they're they're not, uh, no pun intended, they're not whitewashing this. This is that was the reality uh, was at the, reality. the time, and we need exactly. to basically see. I mean, to see how her husband treats uh. Uh, the king um, uh, of that region is, you know, he's, oh, nice hat. <laughs> and, and she's like, laughing, it's not a hat, chuckling. it's a crown. And, it, it, and, it, and she has to say to him, you know, it, it's, it's a crown. Exactly. exactly. It's historically accurate as, as much as I know. That's what was done. Obviously, they're ruling other countries because they think they're somehow superior and that they deserve to rule. And that was the edict of the British Empire. That's what they did. It doesn't make it any less painful to watch, to, to, to know that it was historically accurate. Yes. But I was, you know, once that part was over, I stopped being salty and I was able to see, like, I was really, really, oh gosh, when, when the part went after, after uh, King George had passed. That whole sequence of informing people, trying to get it to uh, Elizabeth before the media, get, it, it was just so well done. So I can't hate because of the colonialism part of it on the show. I might hate in real life, but not for the show. But I think it was exceedingly well done. 
Oh, definitely. And, and that part in particular was interesting because it just shows you about how uh, how it's such a different world as far as technology and information. And this is a scene about the days before, um, you know, uh, cell phones and fast communication, social media. So literally she's in Africa when her father dies in London and it's a whole race against time to get in, to get her informed before it's all over the media. So she won't hear it through some other uh, stray news uh, outlet. And uh, it really is interesting to see them c- trying to race to get the information to her and how complicated that is it is it is i that i think that out of the two you know the two episodes we watch that sequence is one of my favorite parts of the show and that takes an awful lot of good blocking that takes excellent editing that takes the actors really being in their space so well done well done. And I, I'm hooked now. I'm going to have to continue to watch. Now, the um, uh, you talked about how beautiful it was. It was absolutely so gorgeous. And um, I read an article in Vanity Fair about it. And there was, there's rumors that the show, the production actually cost over $100 million to produce. Yes. And when in watching just the first two episodes, it's like, I see every penny on the screen this those first two this episodes cost this, 100 million probably. yeah this isn't money spent on craft services this, this this actually got onto the screen the show is absolutely gorgeous it had so many locations and so many when we see during the wedding scene when she's getting married just yes. the amount of extras alone i'm like jesus i can't yes. get over how many people there are it you felt like you were almost watching like a newsreel or something from from the period well, you know, it had to, and I'm sure in terms of researching for this, that's what they had to do. They went through accounts. They, you know, went through piles and piles of newsreel to see this. And I actually have seen newsreel of Elizabeth's wedding. And, I, you know, it, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty damn close to, to what it actually was from what I saw from the newsreel. I, I just think the show was amazing. Not many people can do period well, but... So can I ask you this? You're a Downton Abbey fan as well. Between this and Downton Abbey, even though it's two different types of stories, still the premise in a sense is the same. Which do you prefer? Do you have a preference? All right. Yeah. Okay. I definitely do have a preference. Um you know, I, I've only seen two episodes of this, to be fair. I am a Downton Abbey fan through and through and i think a lot of people were wondering is this going to be a show for uh, the, uh for people who are still suffering from downton abbey withdrawal of which i am one i'm still i still am <laughs> suffering <laughs> from the absence and it's going to really hit me hard in january when because that's when the show normally would uh, premiere that is going to be particularly hard for me in january but this show um doesn't have uh, uh, all the same notes it doesn't have the so far doesn't have any kind of comedic notes this is a drama uh through and through versus Downton Abbey had light moments and uh comedy and nicety and and, and small moments amongst the you know opulence and pageantry this seems to be all drama powerful people movers mm-hmm. and shakers uh changing the course of history and um dealing with huge issues um so it's not going to hit that uh, side that that downton abbey uh, gave you the country of country life because this is all about london and the and the city but it will not cure <laughs> it will not cure your um you know your shakes but it'll kind of take the edge Not off <laughs> it'll, it'll take the edge off um uh, hearing those british accents and and seeing the opulence in that uh, and the period because this takes place in the 50s uh versus downton abbey in the 20s um right. but it's still it scratches it scratches the itch but it doesn't quite give it to you exactly what you need from downton abbey it's not it's not you're, you're still going to be itching afterwards you're just going to be scratching a little less after checking out the crown one other thing i wanted to say 
say about the crown uh for those of you who are um in search of some kind of scandal uh element or because you're thinking is it just all like you know stiff upper lips there actually is um mm-hmm. elizabeth's uh, elizabeth's sister princess margaret is having an affair with king george's personal assistant townsend uh he's a married man and so if this that's secret- what affair means yeah <laughs> <laughs> so if this secret gets outside the castle walls there's no olivia a pope around to fix it for them so the stakes are very high absolutely and they've already been spotted so it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out yes yeah so um don't yeah don't uh, visit wikipedia pages or read any history books for spoilers if you want to watch the show exactly exactly all right tachi i think i know how this answer is gonna go uh go down but i'm gonna ask it anyway so tachi what do you give the crown are you going to stay tuned are you going to change the channel definitely staying tuned all right i think that i think that after hearing that review it wasn't gonna be wasn't hard to predict and you know what i've got to agree with you uh this show is definitely a keeper i've watched the first two and i will be watching the last eight great all right well we've decided that we're gonna stay tuned to the crown and hopefully you guys will be watching to we invite you to take a you know check out all of these shows that we review and recommend and see what you think about them and we'd love to hear from you about what you think about the shows and their shows and our show so you can reach us on our social media on twitter it's tv channeling usa at tv channeling usa and t we are tv channeling on facebook as well and kevin give them the other uh, we're also tv channeling on facebook and instagram as well so you have absolutely no excuse not to contact us and don't just feel like you have to contact us about the shows we're watching we want to know what you're watching and what you want us to be talking about so if there's any news stories you want to hear our take on or if there's any show that you think that we should be reviewing and checking out that is so far um, uh, slipped by us, it's, I, I don't know what it could be, but if something's gotten by us and you'd like to hear, uh, uh, hear our take on it, please message us on any social media platform <laughs> that we've mentioned exactly. so far, um, which there are many, uh, feel free to message us and ask us questions or uh, recommend other shows for us to review. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for us for this week. We thank you so much. Your support is not lost on us. Thank you so much for your support and for contacting us. And we can't wait to come back again next week. Oh, so, one other thing I want to oh, say, Tachi, um, okay. next Next week, we're going to be reviewing uh, the Gilmore Girls' new Netflix original show, A Year in the Life. So uh, come back and listen to that show. Exactly. And even maybe watch it and then you can reminisce with us. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, I'm going to say ta-ta for now and goodbye from Tachi. And from me, Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Cheers. Bye.